This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I'm Stephanie Mahachek, your host, and I am so excited for you to be here. I appreciate you tuning in. What are we doing today? What are we, are we going for a walk? Are we running? Are we getting ready for work? Are we doing laundry? Like, what are we doing? I hope it's something fun. All right, today, as the title suggests, I wanted to talk about three symptoms that are actually related to your nutrition. Now, I had a super hard time narrowing it down to just three. As you can imagine, every symptom that your body has in some way, shape, or form is nutrition related. Now I'm biased. You might come at me with like, well, my toenail fell off or whatever. Even that I'm like, well, how about your protein status? You know, there's something always related to your nutrition when it comes to your body. So it doesn't mean though, I just want to preface this by saying it doesn't mean that nutrition is the only cure for a symptom. It just means it's a part of the puzzle and deserves its time to shine and be discussed because um, so many of us just blow past it and, you know, jump to a million conclusions about what Dr. Google says our symptoms mean. And I want to just start by saying the nutrition part could be one of the easiest pieces that you might be missing when it comes to how you're feeling. So three symptoms that are actually related to your nutrition. And all three of these, might I add, are again, just one small piece of the puzzle when it comes to like the nutrition piece. It's one small piece of the puzzle, but it's an important piece of the puzzle. So, and I had to pick just like the three most common symptoms that I hear all the time, because I figure if, if I'm hearing them all the time and people are struggling with them all the time, maybe you are too. And maybe it might be helpful for you. Symptom number one, fatigue, being tired, fatigued. We have all felt this at some point, I'm sure, but it's a huge problem, huge problem. And it, and it doesn't, matter your age, your gender, it it affects everybody at some point. And a lot of what I've been seeing lately is younger and younger people are being affected by fatigue. Now, again, fatigue has a number of causes. We could talk about sleep. We could talk about side effects of medication. We could talk about a number of things. What I'm focusing on specifically, though, is the nutrition piece. When you are lacking nutrients, your body can't use the energy from food in the cells, right? Like the whole point of eating is that our body uses the energy and the the nutrients from the food that we have in our cells. There's also something called ATP or adenosine triphosphate, which is a fancy scientific term, but it's basically a molecule that's in your, that it's your body's main carrier of energy in the cell. It's kind of like that. It, it bridges between the energy breakdown in your food and the energy requiring actions of the body. It kind of bridges those together. So ATP is super important and we all have it. We all make it. We all you know, need it for energy and for your cells to work properly, especially if you are an athlete. You'll hear this probably come up a lot if you're, you know, personal training or if you're working with, you know, specific coaches or whatever. Um, the ATP is really important and you cannot make adequate ATP without 
adequate nutrients. You just can't. Um, we could talk about the Krebs cycle all day long. We could talk about, you know, glycolysis, but yes, those create ATP, but you also need nutrients in order to do it. Triphosphate literally means three phosphates. Like where are you getting phosphate from? You know, you need to have that in your nutrients. Anyways, if your body is under a lot of stress, if your hormones are off balance, especially your stress hormones like cortisol, your body's not going to be absorbing the nutrients from your food as well. And that's putting you in a deficit. And a deficit means you aren't getting the vitamins and minerals and macronutrients you need. Even if you're eating enough quantity of food, you may still not be getting those nutrients because the cortisol, the stress hormone, if your stress is high, your cortisol high is high. That actually suppresses your body's digestive system. It suppresses how you can break down food. It, it suppresses how you can absorb food. So people who have high stress levels, whether it's mental stress, physical stress, like over-exercising or not getting enough sleep, doesn't matter the source of the stress. If your cortisol is elevated because of some sort of stressor, it's going to impact how your body absorbs nutrients. And again, even if you're physically getting enough quantity of food in or maybe over the amount of quantity of food that your body needs, if you're not absorbing those nutrients, it doesn't matter. Your, your body is still not getting those. And it can absolutely cause fatigue because you're not getting those nutrients you need to create ATP and to create, um, you know, different balancing hormones and, and things that your body needs. So you're going to feel tired. It also can impact how you're sleeping. You know, the, the, and of course, fatigue, we automatically think, or at least I do when somebody's like, I'm so tired all the time. I need energy drinks all the time. I need coffee all the time. My first question is, how are you sleeping? And it seems like the no brainer and everyone's always like, oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Well, yeah, because that's a big part of it. And I don't ask, how are you sleeping as like a judgment like you should have known because people who don't sleep well, they know they don't sleep well. You know, it. it's not news to you, but there's causes to you not sleeping well. And from a nutritionist standpoint, it could mean that you're not getting enough nutrients throughout the day and you're physically hungry and, and that wakes your body up in the middle of the night. It could be what you're eating in the latter part of the day, the afternoon, the evening time is impacting your sleep. Maybe you're on some sort of, of blood sugar roller coaster at night and it's causing you to wake up. You know, there's a number of nutritional reasons why you might not be getting good quality sleep. Gut bacteria is another one. If you're not getting a good, if you don't have a good amount of, of the right forms of gut bacteria, it can cause you to be more of that tired and wired type of feeling at night where you're exhausted, but you are wide awake. So um, another thing that I would ask is, are you getting enough fiber to feed the good bacteria in your gut? You know, are you getting enough phytonutrients from veggies and, and fibers and everything? Because that, that can matter. And so if you're not, and the bad bacteria is taken over and it's causing you to be tired and wired and, you know, you're not able to get a good quality of sleep, then that starts to cycle all over again the next day. Not enough nutrients to make ATP in your body can also lead to muscles feeling fatigued. I talk about this with athletes a lot. If you're crashing during a game or a practice, you need more nutrients or you need to improve your absorption of those nutrients. If you're not an athlete though, and you're crashing in the afternoon or you don't feel like you can make it through normal activities without feeling tired, you likely need more nutrients or better absorption of those nutrients. So I kind of blew through that really fast, but 
if you need to go back and listen to that again. I tend to talk fast when I'm making a point or getting really excited about you learning something because it's so exciting to me. Um, so go back and listen to that again if you need to. And especially if fatigue is an issue that you are dealing with, um, definitely take a look at the quality of your nutrients, the quantity of your nutrients, and the timing of your nutrients to help with that fatigue. That is something I talk with people about all the time. And sometimes it's just a few little tweaks of when you're eating certain things that can really make a huge difference in how you're feeling and your, and your energy levels. So, all right. Symptom number two, illness. If you have been in a cycle of sickness or you feel you've been sick a lot more than normal, this could be most definitely be nutrition related. Now, obviously, this has many variables or possible causes as well, similar to fatigue. Like, for example, um, if you're starting a job in a hospital or a friend of mine is starting a job in a school and you're now exposed to a ton of germs regularly, that's likely a big culprit, right? Your your immune system is building up to tolerate the, the level of germs and, and things that you're exposed to. Not that nutrition couldn't help support you, but you know it, it likely could just be that your immune system needs to be exposed to certain things to help build that tolerance up against it. Um, but nutrition can still help with that. Now, if you are one or if your kids are those who just seems like they're constantly or always sick, one thing you can focus on is how much sugar are you having or how much sugar are they having? An interesting thing about sugar is it uses up a lot of vitamin C. The body needs vitamin C for your immune system, of course. We all kind of know that. You take vitamin C when you're not feeling well. But also your body needs vitamin C to help break down and process sugar. If you have an excess of sugar in your body or in your diet, you may be using up all your vitamin C resources to process the sugar, which leaves little for your immune system to use when you're also exposed to a virus or bacteria. Now, I am not saying you need to cut out all sugar forever, nor am I saying if you happen to get sick, it's because you had sugar. You know, it's not, that's not the case. What I'm saying is if you notice a pattern of illness that you just can't seem to shake, take a look at your diet. Are there more sources of vitamin C and zinc and vitamin E that you could add in, all of those are antioxidants and they help support your immune system and, and help get rid of, you know, free radicals and damage done by sugar. And can you also lower your sugar temporarily to give your body a break? You know, if you're in that cycle of, man, I'm sick again, what in the world? Try and pump up the vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin E, vitamin A, selenium foods that, that you can get in your diet and try and just lower that sugar temporarily just to, to help balance things back out. All right. So moodiness is symptom number three. Are you finding that you are grumpy or you have a grumpy spouse or a grumpy child? Many times we blame it on hormones or stress. And of course, it absolutely can be related to these. It can also be nutrition related. There is a giant connection between the health of your gut and the health of your mind or your mood. Certain bacteria in your gut can actually impact your mood and vice versa. Ever feel those butterflies in your stomach when you're nervous? That's your mind impacting your gut. You're literally thinking about a stressor and it sends signals to your gut and makes your gut have butterfly feelings in it. There's actually research to show that when that happens, your gut microbiome changes. 
It's super fascinating. So you literally have the power to change your gut bacteria just by thinking. Isn't that cool? There's also a lot to say about those who get hangry. That's me. If I'm hungry, I get super moody. I also can't think clearly and I, I feel so just unmotivated. And this is because blood sugar or glucose gets low. And what is the brain's number one fuel source? Glucose. When you don't have enough food or you go long periods of time without eating or you reach a point of your glucose dropping too low, glucose is your blood sugar, if that drops too low, your brain doesn't get enough fuel. I literally can't think straight until I eat. It happened to me earlier today because <laughs> I'm not immune to it. I'm my own worst you know, patient or client. Um, so I just went too long without eating. I went for a run this morning, didn't properly fuel afterwards. I hit a point where I literally couldn't focus on what I was looking at on my computer and I had to go and eat something. Of course, it depends also on what's eaten in that moment. You know, having a sandwich and some veggies, which is what I had, it hits a lot different than having high sugary foods, which will most likely just spike that glucose up and then make it crash shortly after, kind of resulting in that same issue or cycle all over again. So many nutrients are actually linked now to brain health and mood. Vitamin D, magnesium, essential fatty acids, B vitamins, carbohydrates are all some of the most researched nutrients when it comes to brain health. Also iron, um, folate, which is a B vitamin, uh, vitamin A, potassium, and selenium support brain health and have antioxidant properties that help clear out free radicals and reduce inflammation. Some of those, like potassium, um, are also electrolytes and having a good hydration ratio and electrolytes flooding through your brain can also be very supportive. Now, mood is another thing that has a lot of layers of possible contributors, but nutrition and getting the important nutrients to help stabilize mood and hormones can absolutely help. I've personally experienced when I'm eating a more supportive diet with tons of nutrient dense foods versus when I wasn't previously, I respond to, uh, to the little stressors much differently. When I'm nutritionally supported, I tend to let the little things go. I let things roll off my back or maybe like look on the positive side of things. But back when I wasn't as nutritionally minded as I am today, every little issue was a catastrophe and I was definitely more negative and grumpy. So... Just to kind of recap, I know that was that was a lot thrown at you in like 14 minutes, <laughs> but I wanted to just, you know, hit you hard, let you let you absorb what you absorb. So I want to recap because I love a good recap. Three symptoms that are very common include fatigue, illness and moodiness. All three of these have to do with nutrition and, of course, among other things. Focusing on shifting to a nutrient-dense diet the majority of the time can definitely help prepare you for unforeseen stressors that come your way. It's almost like you're practicing for an event or a sport. When your body is in a physically balanced and supportive state, it's much better prepared for a big hit. Doesn't mean you have to have a perfect diet all the time or any of the time. That is, in my opinion, a myth. It means if the majority of the time you can support yourself with the key nutrients and whole foods that your body can actually use, then you're better able to handle anything down the road. Couple of quick examples of that. A family member of mine had a super bad infection. It put her in the hospital for close to a week, 
I think it was a week or five days, something like that. She was septic and sepsis is a blood infection and it's incredibly dangerous because when your blood is infected, I mean, your blood is everywhere. So the infection goes everywhere in your body or systemic is, is the term. She was close to dying from this, but started to actually respond and, and improve um, through treatments. And her doctor actually said if she wasn't in as good of health as she had been, it likely would have killed her. Another friend of mine has an 84-year-old mother, and the mother at 84 is on zero medications. The doctors actually questioned the daughter multiple times, my friend, and said, are you sure she's not taking anything? They were, it's so unheard of for an 84-year-old to not be on anything, but she's a very active and, she, and a very healthy eating, healthy focused person. She eats a mostly nutritious diet. I say mostly because she's not one that super stresses about her, um, her nutrition, but she generally eats well. She generally eats supportive. And the mom also got an infection, which turned septic, and she almost died from it. She too responded well to the treatment that the doctors had given her. And the doctor told her if she wasn't in as good of health as she was, she likely would have died. In fact, most people her age, this is the doctor saying this, that most people her age are on multiple medications and have multiple chronic conditions. And most of them don't come back from an infection like that. That is what that is what takes out a lot of the elderly population are simple infections, although that is not a simple infection, but infections like that, that their body just can't handle because they're lacking the nutrients to do it. Now, after all of this information, I'm going to tell you again that I'm not pushing you to have a perfect or a clean diet. I don't think that's actually possible for most people, at least not in the long term anyways, because you change. Your needs change. Your body changes. What I'm saying is, look at how you're eating now. Is it supportive? Are you getting enough veggies? Are you getting enough essential fats? Do you even know what an essential fat is? Are you getting enough protein and carbs? Are you getting enough fiber for your gut? Are you getting enough antioxidants to help fight free radicals? Are you getting enough colors in your diet? Are you, most importantly, are you actually absorbing any of them? That's the big thing. Are you actually absorbing any of them? How is your gut health? What other symptoms do you have that may be a sign you're missing something nutritionally? How's your sugar intake? How's your water intake? How's your sleep? There's a million questions I could ask you, but go through and really just take a moment to kind of like reflect on some of those questions and just say like, yeah, maybe I don't get enough color. Maybe I don't get enough fiber. Maybe I'm not getting enough antioxidants to help me, you know, with my immune system. All of those things are really, really important for you to assess on yourself. Now there's a lot to it, but it doesn't mean it has to be hard. I really don't want you to feel overwhelmed after listening to this. If you, again, need to rewind it, <laughs> rewind if that's even a thing, if you need to go back and listen to it, again, or kind of work through some of the questions that I asked, please do take your time and reflect on some of this. But just know it doesn't have to be hard. In fact, simpler is better. That is my word of the year. Simple. Keep things simple. I'm here for you if you need to cut through the noise. I'm absolutely here to support you in that and however I can. I work with people one-on-one -on -one and also in my four-week program called Start Fresh um, or Fresh Start. I can't remember what I named it. Um, but that program is there to help you get to the root of your symptoms and eat in a supportive way for your needs so that you banish fatigue and improve your health and you start to feel amazing. 
If you'd like to join that Start Fresh program, it's open. You can uh, I'll put the the link in the in the show notes, or you can go to my website at foodfactorynutrition.com. Or if you're like, nah, I need someone to just show me what to do, then schedule a free consult to talk with uh, with me, and we can decide if working together is a good fit for you. And if none of that is for you, that's totally fine. I'm here when you're ready, or at least though, use this time to assess your current nutrition and maybe just pick one area to focus on this week. Add in two veggies a day, drink an extra glass of water, start eating a supportive afternoon snack. Just pick one thing, not all the things. I know it's so tempting to be like, okay, I got it. I'm going to fix every single thing all at once. No, just one, just pick one thing and go from there. All right. Take this time, reflect back on some of the questions, find your one thing that you want to really focus on for the next few days that you're gonna just rock it and do awesome. Let me know how you do. Send me a DM on social media or shoot me an email. I'd love to hear how you're doing with some of the simple things that you're working on. Again, I appreciate you listening so much. Thank you again to those who have left me a review on iTunes. If you have not yet done that, please do. It really helps to focus me on what is important for you. And if you're enjoying the episodes and if I should make new episodes and keep this show going, it's really helpful for me to see that feedback. So head over to Apple and just either hit the stars or you can write a comment. I would love to read your comment. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.